Great Minds, it's Friday, and that means it's time for Drinks with Great Minds in History, and a special October episode. The irony is that this has so little to do with October. Okay, let's be real. We all know that one person who maybe doesn't drink that much beer and couldn't care less about the seasonal beer arrivals each year. We all have those friends who ask why Oktoberfest beers come out in September, because they think it takes place in October. Well, those friends aren't necessarily wrong. Oktoberfest does end in October, but it starts and is mainly held in September. To put it even more clearly, when this episode airs in mid-October 2020, Oktoberfest would have been long over. 2020 Oktoberfest was supposed to run from September 19th to October 4th, which is about average. But 2020 is miserable, so this year it didn't happen. That got me thinking, how often does this happen and why? Honestly, the history behind it, which I'm sure has been so overcovered by this point, is actually quite interesting and we are totally going to take a quick look. But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me, it's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. So the first Oktoberfest was really just the best kind of party, a wedding. Specifically, it was the celebration of the wedding of the Bavarian crown prince Ludwig and Theresa of Saxe, oh god, Hildenburghusen? Mm, I have no German experience. The wedding took place on October 12, 1810 in Munich, and the people of Bavaria literally partied for more than two weeks. The field where the original and most Oktoberfests have taken place was named Theresenweiss, or Theresa's Meadow. But I have to say that I fell down a bit of a Ludwig-shaped rabbit hole when researching this topic, as this guy lived through some crazy times. So before we go over more Oktoberfest history, let's look at this guy for a second. Ludwig I of Bavaria is actually quite the would-be great mind. Serving as crown prince under his father, King Maximilian Joseph I, Ludwig protested his father's alliance with Napoleon Bonaparte, reluctantly served alongside Napoleon's forces at Abensburg, and then joined up with the Sixth Coalition against Napoleon in 1813. In 1825, ten years after the fall of Napoleon, Ludwig ascended to the throne. He was an avid patron of the arts, architecture, and even railroads and canals. But in the end, his absolute rule crumbled in the liberal revolutions of 1848. Refusing to rule as a constitutional monarch, Ludwig I chose to abdicate in favor of his son. He would continue to live in Bavaria, maintaining great cultural influence until his death on February 29, 1869, at the age of 81. Cool guy, but let's get back to the beer party. So as lame as an origin story as this is, Oktoberfest essentially became a tradition when people celebrated it again in 1811. Horse races would be a key spectacle of the celebration until 1960 and would return for the bicentennial. By 1818, it was basically turned into a big carnival, and from 1850, a massive parade has always taken place. Since 1810, there have only been 25 years that Oktoberfest wasn't celebrated. This is mostly due to war and Nazis. Fucking Nazis. In 1813, celebrations were halted due to the Napoleonic Wars, but that was just a little one-year break. Similar one-year breaks occurred during the Austro-Prussian War and Franco-Prussian War damn Prussians. And of course, festivities were always cancelled when cholera popped out. Bratwurst and fancy mugs started appearing at the festival in the 1880s and 90s. Celebrations would continue until the Prussians fucked it up again. Here, of course, I am talking about World War I. 
The Great Depression also proved problematic, however I'm sure there was no shortage of drinking, just money. But Oktoberfest made a big comeback under the Nazis, who used it as a way to show the world that everything was just honky fucking dory in Nazi Germany. Fucking Nazis. And surprise, they banned Jews from attending. Hitler actually began shipping people over from the newly annexed Sudetenland in Czechoslovakia to inflate the numbers like the German mark years earlier. But from 1939 to 1945, all festivities were cancelled. Again, I say fucking Nazis. But it seems to have continued pretty steadily since then. That is, of course, until now. I did find it interesting that for the bicentennial celebrations, the festival took a more historical approach, aiming to take spectators and drinkers back in time to the days of the original festivities. Neat. Since 2013, Oktoberfest attendance has averaged between 6 and 7 million visitors from more than 50 nations across the globe, and that is matched by an average annual consumption of 7 to 7.5 million liters of beer. Holy shit. Well, that's it. It's amazing that Oktoberfest is still celebrated today, or at least will be again in 2021. In April, the Bavarian and Munich governments canceled all 2020 Oktoberfest festivities. Just another reason that 2020 totally sucks. Munich's Lord Mayor called it, quote, quite a sad day. It looks like war and disease are the only things that seem to stop Oktoberfest. Of course, that's not stopping me from drinking. Today, I am trying my very first Joseph Bra Oktoberfest. I don't do formal ratings on my From the Well episodes, just a little quickie. It's not bad, but not overly flavorable, and honestly, a bit too sweet for me. Better ones are out there for the same price. Don't get me wrong, Trader Joe's has plenty of decent beers, but this one, it's just okay. Well, that's it. If you enjoyed this episode of Drinks with Great Minds and History, then I hope you will consider supporting the show over on the DGMH Patreon page. The link's in the show notes. There, listeners can get access to all sorts of great content, including some special moments with Mr. DGMH and an unfolding epic on the Thirty Years' War along with all sorts of pre-game shenanigans. Plus, you can get access to bonus Last Call episodes from Shots and a Twist of Psych on famous battles, bonus matchups, and other psychology concepts. Of course, you will also get access to our chats segments where Cullen chats with me about China and I chat with him about Portugal. And I think that's all of it, so please go check it out. Help us out by leaving the show a great, hopefully, five-star review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and please be sure to tell your history-loving friends about us. Join us in the conversation on the DGMH Facebook group, and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at DGMH History. Cheers!